Do I really sound like that? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, that's such a weird thing that I mean, I haven't I haven't had that for such a long time because I don't know. I've always been doing stuff where I'm listening to my own, where I had to listen to my own voice. I got used to it. But it is something about that you technically hear your voice twice or something because you, you hear your own voice through your own ears, but you yeah. also hear it through your skull. So that's why it, it sounds different to you than it does to everyone else. Hmm. I think I like right. the the skull version better than the uh, <laughs> the first version <laughs> that hits the ears. So I'm kind of at a disadvantage there. Yeah. Right, you, sound, get you, you sound fine, Michael. You sound oh. like you always have done. <laughs> no! <laughs> Put my head down in shame. <laughs> shame! Right. Okay, I'm All ready right. whenever when ready? you are. Right. I'm, the, I'm the chill dude. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds Maybe More With your host Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well, Michael. I did sadly not become the new president of the United States of America, but someone else did, so I I guess that's great. That's right. Normally, we don't talk about politics, but for most of us, today is a joyous occasion. It's almost like we had Christmas early um, for those who don't know, the, as of recording this morning, Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States of America, which means that Orange suspect, we suspected Orange was an imposter, and it turns out that Orange was. <laughs> so in the we voted Orange out, and it's a glorious day for those of us who support that side of the aisle. There we go. I think that was all the political talk that we had room for. <laughs> In this episode, I'll do nothing more. <laughs> yes, I. Okay, we normally don't talk about politics, or we try to keep it non-biased, but uh, we had to get it out there. This is a podcast that's primarily about video games, so of course we're going to start off talking about the things that we've been watching, and I will start off this time. Oh, and okay. of course. I watched The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, which just came out yesterday, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, This show is just so good. A lot of people complain sometimes because they want the overall uh, story to be told through every episode. But I like to think of this show almost like a Saturday morning cartoon where there, there is an overarching theme and an overarching story. But sometimes it's like, you gotta do the side quest to get to the main bits. And these are fun little deviations from the main story that still tie in in the bigger picture. And it builds character development. And I really love it. It's I've never watched like Buck Rogers, but I imagine it would be something like this where it's just like there's a bigger thing going on. But each one is kind of a standalone adventure that you could jump in, and just have a good time. And I'm really enjoying The Mandalorian season two so far. Some people that has actually gone so far to say that this is probably some of the best Star Wars. How do you feel about that? It depends on what you look for in Star Wars. Like, I think that it embodies a lot of what made the originals uh, really mm. good in that there is CG. Like, obviously there's CG, but it's not... Oh, there's lots of CG, Mike. Yes, there's <laughs> lots of CG, uh, but it's not 
abrasive, I guess would be the right word. And there's still a lot of practical, uh, like puppetry and things like that that seem to be used. And mm-hmm. I think that that's cool. Like sometimes it does, like, if you look at it, it's like, oh, that looks a little bit goofy, but it's a puppet or it's something that's actually made. So, mm. um, it does have those, uh, dark crystal vibes sometimes. Like if you mm. ever, I don't know if you ever watched that. I haven't watched it. I, I know of it. I haven't watched it, uh, specifically, but I know of it. Um, yeah. So it has that look sometimes where like you see mm. the puppets and you know that it's not real, but it just does such a good job of it. And of course, the good old baby Yoda is a little puppet that's around with them. So, uh, mm. that's pretty cool. So I really enjoy it. I'm, I would say probably yes. It's some of the best Star Wars aside from, at least for me personally, episode three, which is my favorite of the Star Wars mm. movies, like overall out of all of them, Revenge of the Sith. I think, I, I, I do think that it's definitely, I don't know if, I, I can't really tell if it's my favorite, but it's definitely way up there. Because what I loved about it, you can say what you will about, you know, the whole franchise as a whole, but what I really, really loved about episode three is how it managed to uh, uh, connect the two Mm -hmm. first movies with the three original ones. And I think it did it so, so well. I remember that I enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one was so like, yeah, it was all right. And then the third one was just, it, it blew my mind how, how good it actually was and how well it connected the, the two uh, uh, timelines together. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's easily, it's my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's always a toss up for people. I think, I think that that's the only movie out of the prequel trilogy that a lot of fans of the original trilogy really appreciate. I mm. think it's that one. Like, if you grew up with the original trilogy, even though I was younger, I still saw the original trilogy first. So mm. I saw A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, then Return of the Jedi, and then the prequels as they came out. Yeah. But episode three was just the way that it built up and the way that it kind of happened and went down. And then when Anakin's fighting Obi-Wan, like, that whole scene is just, it's so emotionally charged and epic. And it kind of goes all the way to the end of it where they're just like, it's almost like Obi-Wan's still trying to hope that he comes back, but it's obvious that he won't. And uh, It's just so good. Yeah, it, it is really good. And I think the only reason why I can't really say if it's my favorite is because I really, really like the, the first one, which is episode four. I don't know. I do hope, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just really, really good. And, and I really, really... I enjoyed it so much, and I think it's also because it's it's like a childhood thing. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, just good memories, happy memories from being at home on the couch at my parents, and uh, you know, the fire uh, fire in the fireplace and stuff like that, and uh, uh, just having a good watching it and having a good time. I get it. I get it. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's really weird that some of the ones like people like the Mandalorian and usually it's the original trilogy that people like as well. And it's always the ones that have the least amount of lightsabers sometimes mm. that people tend to enjoy the most. Um, of course I love lightsabers and lightsaber battles. Oh. And when they're done well, they're done really well. I really, really liked the huge battle in this, in the second episode two as well, where, you know, oh, they're yeah, yeah. charging in and there's lightsabers everywhere. I think it's a really, really cool scene, but I also do like when they went, uh, or, obviously in, in the early days they couldn't have cgi everywhere so i also do like those a little bit more laid back where the effects are there where they're needed to be there yeah so. completely agree with you completely agree with you star wars 
is overall i still enjoy the star wars universe and the things that it produces and while the sequel trilogy may not be amongst my favorites Mm. Um, it's still definitely I still enjoy them even The yeah. Last Jedi it has a lot of things that I didn't like in terms of overall story but I think if you looked at it and it wasn't it didn't have the name Star Wars on it then people would really like it mm. absolutely I actually do like Rogue One as well I thought that was a really really good movie oh yeah it, Rogue it One was, was really good so good um, and I, I am actually I'm actually one of those people who liked the Han Solo movie. Yes, thank you. Holy moly, I I don't know why people had problems with it. I loved the Han Solo movie. And I'm so sad that there won't be more, actually. Because maybe not not necessarily for Han Solo... um, not that he did a, I think actually think he did a, a decent job at it, um, but I just liked all the characters around him as well, and I want to know more about them and, and what what's going on in, in you know in the future with them as well. So that's the main reason I'm sad that uh, we won't get well. We don't know, but I mean, at least for now they've said there won't be anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would love more more of that. It's just interesting to see like different parts of the galaxy and mm. different things that are going on. And I would actually, I want to see more of post Empire Jedi stuff, like po- or post Order sixty six uh, Jedi stuff. Like, uh, there's no way feasibly that Darth Vader and the Empire track down every single Jedi. Like, obviously, like Yoda was mm. able to seclude himself. Obi Wan. Um, there's the game mm-hmm. that came out, Jedi Fallen Order, in which yep. Kyle Kestis, I think his name is, he is obviously still around and he's doing his thing. So there's bound to be Ahsokas out there somewhere doing Ahsoka things. So there are bound to be Force users. And I'm just interested to see like those stories that are going on. And right now we're kind of getting some of that with The Mandalorian where mm. the Baby Yoda... Uh, has some force ability that we're seeing, although Baby Yoda's not exactly out there with a lightsaber hacking and slashing. But <laughs> I, none that. of them know, none of them that, are. Or else it would that, bring that's attention season to season seven. That's season seven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, hopefully it stays good if it goes on that long. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's something that I've watched. Uh, we've talked about it earlier, earlier in an earlier episode. It's a Danish series on Netflix called uh, Borgen. Bone, mm-hmm. as in Denmark, um, about uh, this fictionist uh, political uh, scene where we follow one person in particular that that wants to become prime minister and, and gets it, and we follow her how she does. And then when season two ended, I was like, because through season one and through season two you kind of figured out oh this is how the show works this is what's you know how they're telling the story so it's like i know exactly where season three will pick up and it just totally surprised and went somewhere completely different still the same characters but just went somewhere different in time and and stuff like that and and i was just like oh what the hell what happened here and then i started watching it and i really loved the first two seasons because i thought that it was like a high quality well, a little bit. Sometimes I did have a little bit. Of, yeah, it, it is a little bit sort of silly 
ish and I don't know if it's because I'm Danish or because, you know, obviously I know the culture and stuff like that or if it's just, you know, I don't know. Um, but overall, really good quality and I enjoyed it. And then the, with season three, they just upped the, the quality and I don't know how the hell they did it, but it's such a good such a good season and it was the last season so so yeah i can really recommend it i at least with, with my danish glasses on i really really enjoyed <laughs> it i don't know how entertaining it, it is out in the world but i mean it, i do th- think that there's six actually got some attention around the world so um apparently other other people liked it as well so we can really recommend if you have it on your american netflix which i think we already established you have so yeah. um so we, if the only thing is that it's it's for Danish television, we don't have commercials, so it's an hour long episode. Okay, that doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. Uh, <laughs> I just need to get around to watching it because I do I do like foreign shows, but I don't watch a lot of European foreign shows. Mm. Uh, like when I watch foreign shows, it's usually like Indonesian, Korean, Japanese. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> maybe a Spanish <laughs> film here and there, but uh mainly yeah. like I watch like the the Asian horror film scene uh because they just do it, such an excellent job sometimes of just capturing ambiance and things like that. So that's usually what I need to do. But I do want to check this show out because it because mm. you mentioned it before and I looked it up and I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Mm. It it is pretty cool and it is some pretty cool characters. And it is very Danish as well. I mean, I, I think it does. Uh, I mean, obviously, again, sometimes some of the things that's happening, it, it can feel to, at least to me, again, like a tiny bit silly sometimes. But I also think that it does cap, uh, capture like the whole, uh, you know, culture of, of Denmark <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really impressed. Never seen it before because I don't have cable TV. So this is the first time I've seen it, even though it's been out for a few years. So really, really cool. So Well, two yeah. things on that is that one, as an American, I will not watch something and be like, you know what? This seems very Danish. <laughs> I would not notice that. Um, maybe I'll be able to say it after I watch this show where I'd be like, you know mm. what? This other show is very Danish. I know because mm. I saw that other one. Um, no. There's that. And then now two. I, now I understand why that weirdo Marty is behaving <laughs> like he does. <laughs> and then two, I watch Japanese anime. So silliness is kind of uh, present, I guess would be the correct mm. term. <laughs> so that's not a big deal for me. Uh, there is something that's not on the show notes that I did want to bring up real quick. Okay. I actually good. started reading a book. Um, I the got myself the word. The written yes, word. it's an old school way of doing things, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing it with a new school flavor because I just got a Kindle. I just bought myself a Kindle because I'm looking to read more, but I don't like having to carry around the books all the time hmm. because if I toss them in my bag, they might get like pages bent or just for some reason I always manage to spill things in my backpack so <laughs> I don't want them to get damaged or anything like that so I got the Kindle and I have access to Kindle Unlimited for three months for free which is uh, it's like a giant online library mm. and whatever books are a part of it you can rent them for free and you can have up to 10 books rented at a time so if I finish this I can just put it away get another one just keep going um not knowing ahead of time how long it was, I just kind of I was looking for a new fantasy book to read. Mm. And my problem with fantasy is that I've read The Lord of the Rings. Which means that if you've read The Lord of the Rings, then 
you're constantly, at least in my end, comparing things to the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, and you're comparing it and thinking, I really want something that's not like Lord of the Rings because it's so sometimes, freaking sometimes. long and it's so descriptive. <laughs> and now we have talked about this tree for three chapters. Can we move on? <laughs> but at the same time, like that's what makes Lord of the Rings so epic. Like it, it's this world that feels like it that there was a world before the one that you're talking about and mm. there will be a world after it. So I went into this just looking for a new fantasy thing to read and I was hoping that maybe it would be something a little bit different and it is. The book is called The Way of Kings and it's actually before I I didn't look it up before him but it's like a thousand pages and it's a fantasy book and it definitely has it definitely has influences obviously but the world feels different enough from any other fantasy world like it actually seems more of a fantasy version of our medieval world because mm. it's uh obviously a lot of fantasy that is steeped in like basic history is like medieval ish in its style you know wizards and knights and things like that but yep. this one it's like it's not necessarily like wizardry that's being performed or certain magics it's like imbuing things with a certain abilities and a certain uh it's very difficult to explain without kind of giving things away mm. and books are one of those things that i love for people to kind of discover on their own yeah. um, but i would definitely suggest the way of kings i think it's the first book in a series and if the other ones are as long as this then it's going to be quite a while till i get through them all but <laughs> i'm about three or four hundred pages through and i just started it this week so it's definitely kind of grabbed my attention and it's why I haven't gotten a whole bunch of video game time in, but it's very interesting. And I suggest that people take, take a look at the way of Kings. It's pretty interesting. All right, cool. I love a good book recommendation. Yes. Um, I haven't been reading for a while. I do have a few books that I actually have started. So maybe at some point I should probably finish. Them. <laughs> <laughs> actually, something that's not on my list here is um, uh, something that my girlfriend and I uh, are watching together called Harmon Quest, which is um, Dan Harmon, who made uh, who wrote Community and he co-wrote uh, 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 Rick and Morty. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a D&D sort of show where they are like they have a game master there are three uh people who are always there and then they have a celebrity guest on every every week or every episode um and we have been watching that my girlfriend really really enjoyed it she's recently gotten into D a little bit uh she's really enjoying it i've seen the first two seasons but realized that there was a third one out and that there's actually a fourth in the making at the moment, uh, nice. which got stopped because of Corona happened. Uh, but anyways, we, we, we reached season three right now. And, and you can just see that the first two seasons are good, but you can just see now in season three that, that they got a little bit more money. The Because what they do is they also animate what's happening. Mm. So it's, it's sort of like an, an animation in the style of Rick and Morty as well um, that, that complements them when uh, we also see them at the table doing stuff and things like that. So it's, it's that combination of two things. And mm-hmm. you're going to see that the animations and the quality of it has just, just increased and become so much better now. But <laughs> and, and it's also uh, Dan Harmon is like, uh, you, you know, he, he's co-writing um Rick and Morty so you you know sort of like his sense of humor that he brings into his characters the game master is amazing he's so much fun uh and they also have a a stand up 
not a stand-up, but he's an improv comedian as well mm. on, on who's there every week. And they're just all of them is just amazing. Uh, they're doing a really good job. And and uh, and then there's the guests that you know it can vary. Some of them are, are not really used to D and D at all, and it shows. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it, but that sometimes actually works and makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other times there's just people just nailing it, really nailing it. So so yeah, really really good show. I, I can totally recommend it if you can get your hands on it. I don't know where you can get it over there in the US because I think they were on, they have been on three different streaming platforms by now. So I don't know where they're about now. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll have to look it up and just see if I can find it anywhere. Mm. All right. Um, do, 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 do. Well, let's take a look at... You have a couple games on here that have been on the list uh, last couple weeks. So let's mm. just go ahead and jump into your progress on, on both of those. Okay. I mean, I have been playing Eve, Eve Echoes on, on the tablet slash mobile. Uh, I've reached the 10 million. That was my goal. Uh, I also reached the point now, like, you know what? There's not a lot of progress going on. It, mm-hmm. I still have five days left until I level up. And I've been doing, been at that level for the past two weeks. Um, the only way that I can increase the speed is starting paying money for the game. Um, well, not even money, just pay a subscription. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sort of at a point right now where I'm like, I don't really feel like setting another goal. I feel like. I've made the 10 million, which is a drop in the ocean when when you're playing it, you know, regularly. So I'm sort of like, yeah, I did what I, I the goal that I said. I don't think I'll set a new one. I think I'll just call it here before I start spending a lot of money on it. Not that I want to actually. I don't mm-hmm. actually. I don't actually want to. That's the thing. But one thing that actually has the thing that has uh, um, where where I'm at right now is that I'm actually sort of. Uh, gotten a little bit curious to see where Eve Online is at at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I actually did consider to maybe jump into that and just see how it is these days. If if, it, if the introduction has gotten a little bit more friendly to 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 people like me, um, <laughs> but I also been like I don't want to do it right now because World of Warcraft expansion is coming out in two and a half week, yeah. um, two and a half week from now. So I don't really want to do it now, but but it definitely piqued my interest, and it's something that I might jump into very soon. So yeah, that that's that's the update from Eve Eve Echoes. Um, then I've been playing The Outer Worlds. I have progressed the story even more. I've finished the, the is it the third planet, or is it just the second? I'm a little bit confused. No, I think it's the third. Uh, third planet um, that I finished up right now because the thing is if I get a quest if it's a, even if it's just a small companion quest a task whatever then I'll do it <laughs> I have to do it I cannot not do it um, so it's just taken a while getting through the main storyline um, but I'm really enjoying myself I'm really really enjoying it but I have had a thing where I'm like you know what you know what Mike well, then I, you weren't there. I actually was just talking <laughs> to myself, but now I'm using you. So, you okay. know what, Mike? I said, um, I sit a lot in front of my own computer at home, at my desk, because I also work from home because of the circumstances of the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit in front of my desk all day. So, 
my I have my desk in our living room where I have a huge ass television next to me and a couch. So I was like, I can attach that television to my computer. I can set Steam into a big picture mode and I have a controller and a long ass cable and I can sit in my couch and play it. So that's actually what I've been doing. I've been playing the outer worlds, sitting in my couch and just having, having a, a, a good time and, and just relaxing and yeah, just having a good time with it. That's awesome. I think one day I would like to have just like a small form factor PC that was just like my my Steam box mm. that I would have hooked up to the TV and I would just be able to play uh, whatever games that I didn't want to be sitting at the computer screen. I could play it on a big screen and maybe have one of those trays that you could have like your keyboard and mouse on too yeah, yeah, yeah. because I do prefer sometimes to just use keyboard and mouse but yeah. uh, what I would love to do I will get this at some point I would love to, to be able to do exactly that have like something where I can sit it in the couch with mouse and keyboard and then I just want to sit there and relax and play some, some Star Wars The Old Republic yes on, oh man on the big screen yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you did mention that uh what is it? You had to pay for Eve Echoes if you wanted to make real progress, or yeah, at yeah. least in a decent time. Yeah. Uh, did you see that that news thing that went out that said that Pokemon Go made over one billion dollars this year? Crazy, but I, I, they did do a lot of changes to accommodate the uh, the um, COVID thing as well. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know when you've been into it, but you can actually have like raid. You can do. Uh, you can you can buy like a of raid uh, pass where you can do it remotely. You do less mm-hmm. damage, but you can do it remotely and stuff like that. So they they have done a lot of things to kind of kind of like accommodate the people spending a lot of time at home and things like that. So yeah, I did I, see it's, like it's when no they made wonder. that change. I did see they made a change where things were more frequent if you were just at your house. Mm. Like you didn't have to necessarily walk around yeah. so much. I saw that little change, but I was still surprised that this year alone it's made one billion dollars and i guess Mm -hmm. that uh it's made roughly like a billion dollars every year since like 2016 or something like that because it's made like Mm -hmm. over four billion yeah and one thing that i actually do like about just pokemon go at the moment in general is that um there is you know you know there's these uh, uh, chain quests or whatever where, mm-hmm. where you need to do three different things and then when you've done that you know that's like nine parts of, of each quest and stuff yeah. like that that in the beginning there was only like that one thing you could do and then at some later point they, they came out with a new one they actually do come out with them more frequently and there even was like one that came out for uh, halloween a few weeks back and things mm-hmm. like that so i'm actually kind of i kind of that's the thing with me i don't like just i, I want to have a goal somewhere uh, and in Pokemon Go, I don't really know what my goal would be. Uh, I don't really have a goal that that makes sense to me to set. So for me, it was catch them amaz- all. No. <laughs> um, so for, for me, it was really nice that they actually had these quests and these things going on in in the game. So that was actually, I mean, first of all, being away from the game for like I don't know over a year, two years almost. Because those quests they just stay there. So, so you know, when I came back, I had like five quests to do. I, I an east east quest has like multiple steps, and each step is like three tasks. So that was like so much to do when I came back, and I really really loved that because there was something to do, and I still haven't finished at all, and I haven't played the game for a few weeks, and you know, I, I will most likely jump back into it and, and get some more mm-hmm. stuff done just to because I can. There's some, yeah. something to do, Michael. I haven't jumped back into Pokemon Go, but I have jumped into a mobile game recently, and I've been actually having quite a bit of fun with it, and it's uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. 
I don't know. I think if I've I know that. I think I've played that at some point. Yeah, I've played it several times throughout the years that it's been out. Uh, but I think that this is the first time that I'm really kind of going in on it. And hmm. I haven't spent any money. I've been good. Okay, I haven't <laughs> spent any money. But I have been, like, targeting certain goals and setting, like, I'm right now I'm trying to work towards getting a separatist group. You know, like, Count Dooku, Geonos, and stuff like that. Um, trying to get that team. And then I have a team that I'm going to try to get on the light side after that. So I'm having a, quite a bit of fun with Star Wars uh, Galaxy of Heroes. Now it is an energy-based game, mm. which means that you do have a cap on the amount of time that you can play at one time. But I think that that's a good thing for me. Um, usually I'm against that, but mm, I, I'm enjoying it right now because it's kind of keeping me in check and not just like... I can do my stuff, put it away, and then pull up my Kindle and read for a bit. So... I like that. Some of it is still a bit, I don't know why I'm doing so little damage to things that are lower level. That might just be the nature of the game. I just kind of have to stick through it a little bit and learn some of the inner mechanics because mobile games often have, they often have some like intricate stuff that you don't really realize because it's all usually hidden behind paywalls. So it's like, once you get to a very high level, then you're good because you're already there. But it's like mm. getting there is the is the grind, and that's how they get people. Is yeah. You have to pay to get to that point. Oh. But I haven't paid any money so far, and I've been feeling all right. I got my goals. I do my dailies every day. So um, I've been having a pretty decent time in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Awesome. Let's jump to something, and I, uh, when I look at the show notes, I can see we've done, the two of us have done sort of like the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> we've been playing World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've been doing, um, my friend, I have a friend. I have a friend. Yay. <laughs> Yay. My friend, my real life friend, also playing World of Warcraft. Um, we talk, he talks a lot about, he's looking at, up at all these YouTube videos about gold making and farm routes and stuff like that. I mean, he's not super crazy, but he's like doing the same farm 10, uh, hundred times or, or 10 hours or something like that. He's not like that, but he do look up what, what to do and things like that. <laughs> and he was like, Hey, do, if I wanted to, because he had this spot where he was like, if we, if we have, well, optimally, you want to be five people, but two people works. Um, and if I wanted to be part of it and just do it for an hour and just see how it is. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we went there and, and we filled up my bags with stuff um, and his bags with stuff. And uh, and I mean, yeah, farming like that, it's definitely not something for me. I got bored after the first few minutes. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we're just experimenting and doing this this thing. So I had a lot of stuff that I were like, let's put it on the auction house. I do have an auction uh, house um, um, plug-in, uh, add-on, whatever, that, that helps me with that. Um, so I did that and then was like, okay, I put all this stuff on the auction house let's go to my bank and i check my bank because this is my main character that i've been playing for the past 15 years and i had all the bank slots with the largest bags everything filled up with crap i cannot put more stuff into my 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 bank and i was like you know what all this stuff i've had in my bag for so many years because i've been thinking at some point i'll do this at some point, I'll need this because I wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the completionist in me wanted to have yeah. all the recipes and do all the stuff. At some point, I will, I will unlock all those transmog that I can make with tailoring. I've not done it yet. I haven't done it yet. So I was like, you know what? I haven't done it yet. I will never do it. 
that's that's <laughs> let's just be honest with ourselves here, right? And there's a new expansion coming out very soon. I want to be able to go into the expansion, actually be able to, you know, have stuff in my bags and maybe be like, all right, let's put it in the bank because now it's starting to take up lots of space because that's my issue that I haven't been able to the past, I don't know how many expansions. Um, so I took everything out of my bank, all materials, everything that could be sold in the auction house, and I put it on the auction house. And slowly over the past few weeks while I did this, I've just been pretty much selling everything. And so, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've been doing the auction house, uh, been selling stuff on there and just uh, been, been making some gold. I mean, it's not nothing that I get rich from, but, uh, but no, I, I think I have made like, I don't know, 50,000 by now. And I have for, if everything sold today, I would probably make two, somewhere between 200 and 300,000 gold, but nice. a lot of it is also transmogs. Um, that is, is some of it is, is actually gray items. And you'll be, and you'll, you'll probably think, but you can't transmog gray items. What is that? That's weird. But I am on a role playing server. Stuff like this sells on a role playing nice. server. It's not like it sells every week. It's like something that will probably take me months and months to sell, uh, in the long run, like everything of it. But, um, it, it, it actually does sell. So, so yeah, so I've been playing the auction house a little bit, uh, just with all the stuff that I had. I'm not farming new stuff to put on the auction house. I'm just sort of like, you know what, as long as I can make a little bit of, of gold on this, then then that's it. That's fine, right? Nice. I haven't done anything with the auction house <laughs> except buy buy stuff from people. Um, but like you said, like I've been playing World of Warcraft too, mm. and I've been jumping more recently into alts. Yeah. Uh, since the pre-patch came out and it made that change to leveling, that, I've wanted that's to the see... That's thing we have in common. We have been playing alts. <laughs> Yeah, I I wanted to see the differences in the beginning story bits for some of the classes because the Death Knight changed a little bit uh, where you're no longer dealing with the Arthas Lich King, you're dealing with Bolvar Lich King. Mm -hmm. So that changed a little bit. And then the other day I went ahead and tried out a Demon Hunter to see if theirs had changed. It hasn't. Mm. It hasn't because it's Legion stuff, so they just jump in where they jump in. So that was... I enjoyed the Demon Hunter. And I'm also still trying to figure out what other things I want to play if I'm going to other than the Priest. Mm. Um, like, what happens when I'm done healing or we want to try something new or we want to do alt runs of Raid. So I have... Once again, a million characters on the block that I can't just stick with one and I'm messing around with all of them. So I started narrowing things down DPS wise. Like what would I want to do if I want to do DPS? I always say I want to try ranged and I can never stick with range long enough. Mm. So I almost always go back to melee and because should, I like the, go ahead. You should play a hunter. I've thought about it. I have like three hunters that I've leveled up to various points. <laughs> the thing is, if you get bored of the ranged, you can just mm -hmm. go melee. It's quite fun. Oh, yeah. Everyone's looking for a survival hunter to add to their group. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, it's not like... you. I mean, you're talking about 
actually leveling through, right? And and then you yeah, s- yeah. and then in the same sentence you said, and I always end up going back to a melee character. And I'm just like, hey, go with a hunter because when you get <laughs> bored of the the range, if you can't stick with it, then you can always just go go melee. And actually, survival is pretty fun at this leveling. I don't know how it is at end game, mm-hmm. but it, it's quite fun. I love. I think that's a problem that I have is that I think about it all. Like, oh, what would I do at an endgame when more than likely I'm not going to use it at endgame? Mm. So why does why don't I just level it just to level it and say that it's there? Yeah. Um, who knows? What if one day somebody's like, hey, we really need we really need a hunter and we need a survival hunter. We really hunter. need a survival hunter. You hear that every <laughs> who knows day. Was, every who day. knows what's going to happen, okay? <laughs> um, survival hunter has been in the game since, since the beginning of the game. So, you know, maybe it's their time and then there'll be a scene with murlocs or gnomes in the actual trailer you know we just don't know these are things that could happen but most likely won't. Not over yet. 2020 is <laughs> not over yet <laughs> gnome trailer uh <laughs> giant sylvanas thing and some gnome just comes stabs her in the shin or something <laughs> so no that's that's what i've been up to in world of warcraft just kind of messing around with the alts and seeing uh whatever it has to offer me Unlike my camera, which has decided to not offer anything <laughs> except fun. It's very blurry. Yes. That's what it is. Um, no, I mean, I've been playing a little bit of alt as well. I, I, I have, I, I made a priest. I needed a priest to level through the, the starting areas. So just to get the transmark that you said that you get from, from that. But I actually continued playing it. And I think I've got to level 20-ish something maybe 22 i'm not sure 2022 something mm-hmm. around those lines right now and i'm, I'm really surprised the, the, the just a weird thing i chose i chose to, to level through bfa um just to see how how that is and it, it feels weird but it plays well because it feels weird and i think it's just because you know we're used to leveling up to 210 before you can go into to bfa so it feels a little bit weird that hey, oh you're, you're done with your intro- introduction here you go go to bfa mm-hmm. um but it actually plays really well and i'm sort of just you know doing all the side quests and just you know have it just basically just enjoying myself just having having a good time i'm probably most likely watching something youtube or, or netflix on the side as well just to you know because i've done done those areas so many times but overall just I've, I've been having fun yeah i think i have a couple of characters that are in the uh the mid-20s right now maybe even close to the 30s and that's since the pre-patch since the pre-patch i've gotten them there because i have one that i took into bfa hmm. and i think that that was mainly an accident on my end um and you can still be- go and change now if you want to you just go talk um, to Romy. Oh, yeah. I would have to go back into mm. it, I think. Yeah. But I, I just pulled up my list here. I do have a a level 23 Death Knight that I was working on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I'm leveling through Azuna. Or, sorry, mm. through Legion. Legion, yeah. Because I wanted to do the, the class stuff mm. for the, uh, the Legion artifact stuff. Yeah. I wanted to do that. And then, of course, I have a I have a warrior that's around level twenty as well, and that's through BFA. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to go and just see the difference. And some classes are easier to use than others, uh, in the sense of what abilities you get at what point. Because, yeah. like you said, like if you go through BFA, it's a really weird feeling, especially if you are playing a lower level class that you already have a max level of like if i were to mm. go in with my priest i'd be like why am i not able to do this i've been doing this content for so long and been able to use these abilities why are they not there right now 
I'm actually leveling, leveling a second priest. That, that's the, the character I went to PFA with. And it's actually quite funny to see, or interesting. I don't know. It's not funny, but it's interesting to see that. Oh, I actually, st- I don't remember having a, you know, a, a normal holy heal ability on my, on my shadow priest. Is that because of the patch? And then at some point you, you, you level up and you get, uh, a new rank of the ability and the rank also transforms it into the, the, the shadow heal that we have uh, at mm. max levels. So I was like, oh, that's how it works. Okay. It's just, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just get, uh, it was just interesting to see, see, see how, yep. how that whole thing worked. Yep. So aside from the World of Warcraft stuff, I've jumped into, so this is more of like not just right now. Like I did jump into one of these games, but I did want to kind of talk a little bit about it. Uh, the other day I played Grid 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was it Grid? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Grid. Uh, Dirt, sorry, it's Dirt Rally 2.0. Mm-hmm. And this is like a simulation of a rally racer game mm-hmm. um, where you're racing on dirt and a little bit of tarmac, but it's like twists and turns. And it's so difficult if you didn't never played these type of games. I couldn't even find a tutorial to like start getting me into it so i just jumped into a race and my car was completely jacked up so this is one of those games where the people that are really into it they'll have the setup Mm. they'll have the chair they'll have the pedals the steering wheel the three monitors i know one of those (laughs) if i had if i had the money i'd have it Mm. okay because i really like these type of games but i never have the setup to really work with it the way i would want to i I know someone who is like that with driving games he also has uh, the oculus rift and he has Mm. the chair and he has uh, joysticks and he plays um elite dangerous oh okay so he's actually sitting in his you know spaceship uh with the chair doing sounds and shaking and stuff like that and the joysticks to play to actually fly and and then with the helmet on and, and just looking around he's crazy but it, it <laughs> I, but I've tried it and it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that for this type of stuff because I don't know about you. I like so a lot of these racing styles are actually bigger in Europe than they are over here in the states. Mm. So like dirt rally racing, I really like it. Uh, Moto GP, like the motorcycle ones where they're mm-hmm. like knees on the ground. Basically, I don't even know the physics of that but um that's really cool and i think i've spoken about it before but f1 mm. i really like f1 and i have like f1 2019 uh i really like these type of games it's I, just that they're I, so difficult to really get into yeah i actually think we had like real f1 in copenhagen like they they closed down streets and and, and made a, a, a made a course yeah yeah i, I don't know if they did it or if they just talked about it, but I, I'm mm. pretty sure that they did, which is, it's it's freaking cool, but it's so annoying when you live in the city and you need to get around and that's just F1 cars driving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't cross the street. They block everything off. Oh. Um, I know what that's like because I'm from Chicago and when they were filming the Batman movies, they filmed mm. a portion of it in Chicago. They also did Transformers, I think, a bit in Chicago. Okay. And as cool as it is, I know that they're using your city. It's like they closed down such a large portion of the downtown area that you're like, I can't go anywhere. Traffic sucks everywhere else around it. Can't do anything. <laughs> but mm. I don't know. I wish that I had a little bit more of a setup. We talked about the VR in a previous episode and i wish i had it available for these these racing games all i 
all I can say is that it does a great job. Like the Dirt Rally 2.0 does a great job with the physics when you jack up your car. Like my car was slanted as I was driving because it was trying to turn itself a weird way because of the way that I damaged it. Mm. And I was I was like trying to fight it the whole way. So it's just it's really interesting. I just think that these games, I wish that they did a bit more to help a newer player. But it seems like they're like we cater to a certain group of people and we're going hardcore with that group, which yeah. I can respect. I can respect because the, that group of people would be like, why are you doing this in the game? Mm. Like Mario Kart players are not playing Dirt Rally 2.0. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see why they wouldn't do it. I just kind of wish that they did because I enjoy like kind of getting involved in that scene. I don't remember when it was in my life, but I actually played one of the NASCAR games at some point. Um, which I, I remember that you could make your own team and, and name your the different drivers and stuff like that. So I, I used to, to just make a team of my schoolmates and stuff like that. Go discording and the names and and you could uh, you could. Um, I don't think it was something you could do in game, but I, mm-hmm. I I found out that you could edit some of the files because the driver files was actually accessible somehow so you could edit them and get and change the stats of your drivers and stuff like that. so <laughs> i had like this amazing op team and we won all the time <laughs> nice um i've never really gotten in the nascar i've wanted to throughout the years like just kind of see what it's all about mm. and to be honest the only reason that i haven't is all political it's all because there is a general uh conception of what somebody who is into nascar is associated with and therefore mm. i have not done it because i don't want to be lumped into that group yeah well i mean this is probably this is when, it, when i was a kid so i didn't have any political uh, agenda well it's with, a bit different i think for europeans point. like no one's gonna be like like that guy from copenhagen watches nascar well, he's a trump supporter <laughs> <laughs> I, I i the thing is though that i don't really watch these things i don't watch f1 i don't watch uh NASCAR. I actually don't really want watch a lot of normal sports, if at all. Um, so it, it's not because it's a thing that I do. If I watch something, then it's, then it's probably esports related. Mm. I don't even Which watch is that a real anymore. sport, I guess. It is a real sport now. So yeah, so, so just, I, uh, I do watch real sports. They're just not on the TV as much. Nope. All right. All right. I think you have one more thing. Yeah, one slash two more things. Um, so something happened that, <laughs> that I will get into a little bit af- after we finish this. I have something I want to talk about as well. Okay. Um, but my PC died. I heard about that. Yeah. My PC died. I'm not completely sure what happened. I've Googled a lot of stuff of how it behaves because basically when I try to log in, I can log in mm-hmm. and then it freezes. Or, and sometimes I get blue screens of death. And mm-hmm. what I'm go- when I'm googling, it something has to do something with the CPU. I think I'm not completely mm-hmm. sure. It can also be the memory, but I did do a memory check. Whatever you can do. Um, anyway, long story short, issues with my PC. Cannot fix it. I, I'm without a PC at the moment. I cannot game on my PC. No. Yeah. Uh, I've ordered. I decided because my CPU and my motherboard is like probably the oldest parts in my in my computer. So I was like, you know what? I spent so much time in front of the computer. These parts are, are so old. Why not just buy, you know, just get it over it, buy, buy a new one. So first I wanted to just buy the parts myself and build myself, but I hate doing that. I really, really, I, I, oh, I can't stand <laughs> it. Um, but 
there is a company in Denmark. Well, there's a few now, but we know of one. My girlfriend, where we've bought my girlfriend's computer, is actually a place where you can build them uh, quotation mark yourself. So you sit on the website, and you choose the parts, and then they build it for you. And oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the parts that you can choose, they know that they fit together. Um, and so, so, but I, I went with one of their pre-built versions, just upgraded a little bit. I wanted some more RAM and stuff like that, memory stuff like that. Um, but overall, just ordered ordered that. Um, so I have a computer on the way, but it's two to five days, and 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 you know, obviously my computer died on a Friday night, up to a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, so I'll, I'll get the new computer during next week, uh, Wednesday, somewhere between Wednesday and Friday. Um, so what I did was like, all right, PlayStation time. Let's play some PlayStation. And uh, yeah. I've been playing Watch Dogs at the moment, the new Watch Dogs. But I was like, I don't want to buy the game again to play it on the PlayStation. So I found my old copy that I still have on a disc of Watch Dogs 1. Yeah, the original. The original. And I jumped into that. And it made me realize something. Because last week I talked about Watch, Do- Watch Dogs Legion. And I was like, it's a pretty cool game. It's nice. Definitely worth mm-hmm. checking out. I jumped back into Watch Dogs 1. And just as soon as I hit that login, uh, not login screen, but the, the the menu screen, and and the 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 music started playing, there was just so many emotions and memories attached to that music uh, that I had uh, because of the, the experiences I had with the game. And I jumped in, I started a fresh game, uh, and I remember. And then I, you know, the, the story starts to unfold, and I started remembering that story. And I was like, oh my god, this is. Whew, this is a you know it's a heavy story. It, mm-hmm. Watch Dogs One has a heavy story, and I realized that you know what, but it's also a good story. Sure, it has its small faults here and there. You know, uh, vigilante that that recently became a vigilante is because he, he he loses his daughter to a car in a car accident, and now he's you know creating car accidents because he's hacking you know lights and stuff like that. That's like small stuff that, like that that you know maybe the character would probably not go that way. If, you know things mm-hmm. like. But, you know, in the overall, it's a game. It, it's, you know, there's some gameplay aspects that, you know, it's just how it is. Uh, um, so, but overall, I really, really just enjoyed, I didn't get too far into the game, but I just enjoyed the story that was being told. And I was being told the story to me about this character. Um, and then I realized, you know what, Watch Dogs Legion doesn't have that because they don't have a main character. Um, you can... You can um, recruit everyone in the city, and the first character that you play as is something that you technically recruited, so it's not even the main character. So mm-hmm. I realized that, yeah, I mean, Watch Dogs Legion is it's still a good game, still fun to play, and it's, it has, I mean, it's not like I, I'm going back on what I said last week, but I just realized how good the first game was. Um, so yeah, I, I had a, a small revelation that hey, Watch Dogs One is actually a really good game, and, and even though that is the first of, of you know in the series, and it's a few years old by now, I think it was from the beginning of, of the PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, it's still good. It's still I'm really really enjoying it, and I'm like I'm, I'm like you know what? If I had to to rank the games, obviously it's difficult for me to rank Watch Dogs Legion because I haven't finished it yet, but. So far, I, w- I would actually rank them in the order they came out. Watch Dogs 1 on, on, on the first place, watch the watch, uh, the sequel on the second place, and mm-hmm. Legion on the third place so far. And I don't think I don't think Legion will, will jump up to, not first at all, but I don't think it will actually 
uh, go to second place either because I don't think that the story that they can can tell is as captivating without a, a main character. I've I've spoken about this before with other people where games like uh, like Skyrim and Oblivion and uh, Fallout sometimes they're a little bit difficult for me because I don't want to be the character. Sometimes I want the character to be there and I want the character to be them. And I'm like along for their journey. Yeah. So that seems like it it just makes the story easier to tell and I can disassociate myself from it mm. in the sense of I'm not Booker DeWitt, mm. but I can see through the eyes of Booker DeWitt, but I'm still making my own my own assumptions about things and my own decision about things without the ramifications that it might have on the story. Mm. So if I'm playing a game, I'll use star Wars again as an example. If I'm playing star Wars, Jedi fallen order, Mm. that's the character that I'm playing as like, I'm looking at him Mm. and I'm going through his adventure. But if I'm playing star Wars, the old Republic, this is the character that I've created and I'm making the decisions for them. And it's my story. It's hit or miss sometimes what things I like the most. But when I'm looking for generally, when I play a single player game Mm. is I am looking for that. Give me a main character. Let me follow them. Let me do their thing. And I, I remember playing as Aiden Pierce and I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I just enjoyed the world too that they built there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I remember and I realized, hey, this game actually has a crafting system. Well, Watch Dogs One has a crafting system. The new one doesn't have that. Uh, you, <laughs> you can you can call uh, for cars. The new one doesn't have that. It has hacking. You can hack into other people's games. The new one doesn't have that. The, <laughs> I actually think. You know, obviously, it's a big achievement that you know you have in in the in, in Legion that you you have all these. Basically, you can play any NPC. You can recruit any NPC in the world. That is so cool, and it, it's it's a big feature. And and I mean, it, it, it's it's great and all, but I'm just I'm really missing all the small things, all because <laughs> it feels like that's the big thing about this game, and that's everything that it actually has. And I don't I feel like there's so many missed opportunities. I was thinking about mm-hmm. it more while I'm playing it through the week. That you know, it would be cool if if you know. Uh, there was some kind of leveling up system on your on your characters, and maybe maybe some of them because obviously it's it's it, you know it, it's random people. Not everyone is good at shooting with a gun, obviously. Um, so it'd be cool that some people are really good at. Uh, I mean, sure, there is some of them that have features feats like that where you know one of them can take a he could take a punch. He, he doesn't take yeah. a lot of he t- t- takes reduced melee damage, and he's a fighter, and you can use him for st- close combat and stuff. And, and but I just think like it, it's a missed opportunity that you can then level those characters up somehow. So you're like, all right, he's now he's taking ten punches. Now he, he gets a little bit better at taking punches or whatever. You know, um, yeah. I, I feel like it's a it's a cool system. But it's very basic, and that's. I think I said it last week as well. I'm looking forward to the next one in the series. Yeah. Um, because I want to see where they take it. I, I feel like it's a good idea, but it's all. It feels like it's also all the game has to offer, and on its own, it's it's really not you know super interesting. I get it. It's one of those games where you know it's a stepping stone to something else. Yeah. So, yeah. so so yeah. So I really hope and 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 again, like I said last week, I just really really love the Watch Dogs One and also the the sequel. It's in our world. It, it could technically was be something that you know uh, the stuff that you do in Watch Dogs One when you are hacking is technically something you would probably do today in our world, where mm-hmm. Legion is way more futuristic. It's, it's actually sort of uh, steampunky 
ish sort of when you think about it and and uh, and and yeah I, I really just miss you know that you know that se- the setting is being grounded in, in our our day and time and age mm-hmm. yeah pretty interesting stuff now I have one last thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and it's something that we both played we played last weekend we played a game with group people in the podcast group oh, yeah. we played project winter yes which is a imposter task-based game along the lines of games like among us where one group of people is trying to uh, repair things to get the objective done while other people are trying to sabotage the objective through other means this one does have a bit of a different uh feel for the end of the game because the end of the game doesn't necessarily show like this group won and this group lost it's more of like hey here are points for everybody Mm. uh here are the players that did the most in these categories good job uh next round Mm -hmm. Uh, i enjoyed it for the most part uh it does feel like it has like some mm, I don't know it it might be because I don't know a whole lot about the game like we're still learning how to play it but it doesn't feel as like snappy or intuitive as some of the other things and it just uh, I found it very difficult as a imposter slash sabotage person to actually get to the point of uh, of a victory quotation marks mm-hmm. of whether or not I won, uh, which could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that session that we had. And but my only comment, and I think I said it that night as well, is that we played it on the introduction level, whatever. Yeah, which is fairly new to the game, as I understand it. Um, whether like it's a smaller map, it's it's dumbed down a little bit, or not dumbed down, but you know, there's less things you can do. Um, and I was just thinking, holy crap, if, if, if this is a small map, because the map is quite large, <laughs> if this is a small map, how the, how the world, the large map must, must be huge. And also, I, I do, did feel like there's a lot of different things you could do. And if mm-hmm. that's also expanded upon, I, I do feel like there's a lot of gameplay we haven't even seen yet. And I, yeah, I think it would be better if they allowed you to play with the roles on mm-hmm. that small map. Yeah. I do also. I think there's more roles as well when when in 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 the larger uh, in the full version as well. Um, and one thing that I also think, but it, it's it's probably down to us as a group, the group of people that we play with. Having it's the first time we try it as well. I'm looking forward to see when when we figure out you know to work a little bit together because I do feel like we could do a lot more with with. For instance, stuff like, hey, uh, we need someone to go gather, we need someone to go craft, we need someone to go explore. Uh, I do mm-hmm. feel like if, if there was a little bit more, you know, structure to it and, and people actually trying to, to play uh, uh, tactically, then um, uh, it will add more stuff to it. But that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing we had with Among Us that in the beginning we just jumped into to it and later on we started, you know, evolving our game a little bit more. So I think it will just come naturally. Yeah, hopefully it's something that we get to play a bit more in the coming weeks and things like that but uh other than that when i I get my pc yes other than that i have uh i have nothing else do you have anything that you wanted to add in no i i do actually but i can see on the timer that we are quite we we almost we were done we're done so i'm like let's save it for for next week uh it was actually quite nice to just have a chill chill episode where we just talked about whatever came up so yeah we have uh no topic 
today. This was more of like just kind of take the conversation where it goes. And mm-hmm. I I really enjoy these type of things too. Me so too. if we want to make it, if you all enjoyed it too, be sure to let us know and we can make it more frequent. If you just kind of enjoy us blathering on about random things that <laughs> pop up in our brain in the moment, be sure to let us know. And you can do so by emailing the show at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. Or you can find us over on Twitter at two nerds, maybe more with the number two in the front there. And of course you can always check out the website, two nerds, maybe more.com. It'll have this episode as well as all of our previous episodes that you can check out at your leisure. And other than that, yes, I decided to get fancy at the end there. Um, Other than that, that's all we got for you today. Thank you all for joining us. This was episode 35, I believe. Um, Who's counting? Who's counting? Yep, it's it's somewhere in the 30s. But thank you for coming out. We'll catch you all in the next one. And take care of yourselves. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.